1: Live from the 6th and Peabody studio
0: and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton and Chad Withrow.
1: Out of the gates and ready to go. OutKick 360 is back for the final week of 2022. Hutton with you and special guest host on this Tuesday edition, the Heisman winner. (laughs) The head coach at Tennessee State University and everything in between. He's the renaissance man. Eddie George in the house with me in Music City. Eddie, what's Dude. up, bro?
0: I man, I'm great, man. Good. Happy holidays you. to you. Good Christmas? Yeah, hey, man, excellent Christmas. Did absolutely nothing but sleep, eat, drink, watch movies, watch football, play with my Bulldogs. It was great, man. So, enjoyed it.
1: you know, some athletes, um, I, I guess entertainers, they have cheat days. Of their oh. diet. Do you have like a cheap <laughs> week? Is this your this
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not just did. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go on a cleanse after this, man. I, uh leading up to uh the week of Christmas, I did like this mini fast. And yeah. um, yeah, as you said, you know, I'm just gonna just work out, do clean eat clean, um, just really get in tune with the, my spirituality and and so forth with this fast and and uh, right around the last day, seven, I said, you know what? I'm gonna have some hot chocolate, cookies, getting the Christmas spirit, and hadn't looked back since. I've had maybe like three Pizza Hut pizzas, um, stuff crust or oh, uh, nah, this the this the regular pan. Oh, okay. Regular pan, that, I don't think there's anything better
1: than. Do you remember pizza, the pizza. the personal pan pizzas you could get oh, for God, like reading yeah. so many books in school or whatever? Oh yeah, well that was that was uh, after my time. It uh, was, yeah. Oh well. <laughs> it was. I, that, that I was in my prime then, man. I was really? reading so many books then. <laughs>
0: you ain't li- you read a lot. That's of books you read the last time I read. read.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I just read your Instagram for inspirational oh, tweets. Oh, you do. Yeah. You it, see it the one that's today. Did You enjoy that one today?
0: Uh, I haven't seen yours today. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you get time after the show, just make sure you peruse still
1: it. Eddie George twenty seven twenty seven is where you can follow yes. him on Instagram, and he's posting things that he reads each morning. Um, yeah. So you've got the the cheat week going on, yeah. and you said uh, you're already uh, you already do a meditation. So I'm not sure how you can get in more touch with your spirituality, as you mentioned. Now every day is, is trust me. Um, I have to every day. It,
0: the, the job that I'm in, I, I've got oh, to yeah. stay committed to it. It's the got, portal will it's make got, you do that. The portal, <laughs> yes. Trying to find the right kids, dealing with these kids um, on a consistent basis, it, it'll drive you to that. But uh, all in all, I'm very, very grateful, blessed, man. Um, no big issues. Family's doing great. And just really immersing myself into this time of just enjoying my family, and having a great sense of gratitude yeah. for things that I love, things that I love to do. I mean, I, for the next three hours, I'm sitting here talking to you, with you about everything and anything in all sports, Titans football, college football. We're uh, going to kick back
1: and have a good time. Kick
0: back, have a good time. So what else can be
1: better? Uh, well, Anything could be better for Withrow right now. <laughs> Not because he's with his in-laws, but because of the travel situation. So I, I believe he was flying Southwest, and that's been a total disaster. I heard. And... You know, chances are right now, I saw a tweet right before we started, 62% chance that your flight on Southwest has been canceled today or tomorrow. Man. Um, Withrow was in that situation yesterday. So Chad, early Monday morning, found out that his flight had been canceled, not postponed, but canceled. So they loaded up the car and they made the 13-hour drive to Nebraska, where Chad will be all week at Mm -hmm. his... Uh, sitting in, in yes. the seat uh, today. By the the seat's
0: very uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. yeah, I saw you have the seat cushion. Those are still yours, but... Uh, we've got another one, I think. No, we've no, got no, a... I just Do we... took a pillow, that's all. Oh, okay. I'm sitting on it. <laughs> whatever, Eddie, whatever you need, man, we got you. Uh, we've got uh, Yeehaw Beer, Old smoky Moonshine, yes. and plenty of football discussion. We've got Mookie Betts coming up later in today's show. Our number three, the former MLB AL MVP mm-hmm. will be on with us. Uh, Plus, John McClain coming up in about an hour and 15 minutes. We'll talk all things NFL headlines and start to peek ahead to the playoff scenarios and some of the matchups that John likes, plus MVP and and much more. Nathaniel Hackett fired Mm. with two games to play. I thought he was going to be one and done. I didn't think he would be 16 and done, 16 games and done. But what an epic disaster in year one. Um, And we can get into the details of this, but you just from week 1 Eddie the the decision in Seattle to kick that 64 yard field goal yes and the time management yeah. Yeah. and not putting Wilson on the field to win the game in Seattle to now it just and Wilson hasn't been good it's been it's he's been an, a disaster as well yes but to me Nathaniel Hackett was the was the picture next to the the definition of the phrase in over your head it's not his fault that the Broncos hired him but you could tell from the jump he was not ready to be a head coach.
0: Well, um, I didn't have a chance to to watch every game that he's coached in, um, but I'm well aware of the, <laughs> the various mistakes that have been made, the missteps. Yeah. Um, and really, you know, when you looked at Russell Wilson coming to the Broncos, it looked like, you know, Super Bowl written all over that organization this year. With that great defense, Russell Wilson at the quarterback mm-hmm. position – the pieces and parts surrounding him, you you thought that okay, this is a match made in heaven. Um, there's no way that this could be an, a losing season. You know, at worst it would be um, you know wild card somewhere around there. But it has been abysmal for Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. That organization, um, it, you know, last weekend was it. I mean, the bottom just completely fell out. That was a lifeless football team. Looked like they just mailed it in. Gave up on 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 the coaching staff, everything else. Fifty one yeah. points. Yep. Russell Wilson sacked yet again uh, six times. I mean, and, it's been multiple. He's been sacked the last two weeks, twelve times.
1: And Wilson also looks lifeless. But the 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 deal with Russell Wilson is his his deal, his contract. So they're not getting out of that anytime soon. They've right. got the guarantees locked in for a few more years here, and then. Um, yeah, I felt like Hackett was out. I'm just surprised they did it with two games left, which tells you just how bad it was. And it, the press conference today, the 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 spin on it was, hey, fans, we hear you, you know, and then they're going ahead to get ready for the offseason with their coaching search. But through week 16, the Broncos were last in points per game, last in third down percentage, mm. 26th in yards per game. And of their 11 losses, eight of them were by a possession or, or just one possession or less, like a, a field goal, not even needing a touchdown. And to me, several of those can come down to management. Time management. All, yeah, all like of that, yeah, decision-making. Yeah. Um, Hackett was not good when they needed him the most, and it was in those crucial moments.
0: No question. And it definitely showed, for sure.
1: Um, looking around some of the other big headlines, J.J. Watt has uh, announced his retirement after 12 seasons. He's He announced this on social uh, by saying he's done playing any more home games for Arizona, they have two games left on the road. But Eddie, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, he is a six-time or five-time First Team All-Pro, and in twelve seasons, there was uh, about a three or four-year stretch where the guy was just totally unstoppable yes, in Houston. Yes, dominant. First ballot Hall of Famer, no question. No, and, no question. And an overall just great team guy too. You know, J.J. Watt
0: was um, was an absolute monster, a beast. I mean, you talk about that run three uh, defensive player of the yes. year awards. Um, it's a slew of ta- uh, slew of uh, sacks. Just a dominant force on the defensive side of the football. Um, it's created all kind of problems for offenses to try to block this dude. I mean, of course, first ballot Hall of Famer. Two thousand twenty-eight is when he's going yep. to be up for, um, uh, I guess,
1: eligible for uh, to becoming Hall of Famer. But the dude was an absolute problem. Over a four. Here's the four season span: two thousand twelve yeah. to twenty fifteen. Three Defensive Player of the Year awards in four years. All right. Four first team All Pro selections. So in that span, All Pro every year. Four Pro Bowls. God. That's a no brainer if you're a first team All Pro. 69 sacks in four years. The second closest in the NFL was 50 and a half. 69. And he was 19 sacks ahead over a four year span. <laughs> and just a little glimpse. I mean, that's a Hall of Fame four yeah, years by itself.
0: Absolutely. And now he can transform this and transition it to something else, maybe television, maybe sure. coaching, maybe GM, maybe actor. I mean, the world is his oyster at this point in time. I mean, just kudos to him. And and it's good that you can, can ride into the sunset kind of on your own terms. I'm pretty sure he can probably squeeze out another year or two, you
1: know. Yeah, I think he, he either had one year left or he's about to be a free agent. I can't remember which. Yeah, but I'm, I'm but thinking yes. but he can squeeze out another year. But the, the thing was, it, and I thought this – it feels like last year now. It was this year. It was uh, week right after week four, mm-hmm. or it was week four, where he had to miss the game against uh, – I can't remember who the game was against. He had AFib. And he literally was playing the next week after having the heart condition. Oh, my God. And he was upset. He was more upset that the word got out about his condition than he was having to speak on it, you know? like So I wonder if that also played a factor in everything well, this year. I would, but he, I would think so. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but again, he played literally seven days later, which See, is just th- that crazy. that part I didn't know about. Them. Crazy. That's, that is crazy. Tua Tagovailoa may be done for the season. Another uh, concussion, yeah. so at least three that we know of. Uh, according to the Dolphins, and he's now back in protocol with two games left. They have the Patriots and the Jets, and I mean now it's Teddy Bridgewater. The mm-hmm. Dolphins can they if they win the final two games, they'll be in the postseason. But it will be most likely on the arm of Teddy Bridgewater now.
0: Well, yeah, Tua, uh, that's a that's a tough that's a tough situation there. I, I mean, as an organization, even if he clears the protocol, yeah. You got to shut him down. I think so too. I mean, this is the third one, and and the first one was scary. The second one was was like, whoa, you know, maybe we should think about shutting him down now.
1: But it then kept it him could, out an extra week, even after he cleared. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and the thing about concussions, and I'm no doctor, but I just know that once you get one, the likelihood that you get another one is extremely high. Yeah. And how many times you've seen him hit the back of the head? three times and it's always been that way and there's no way you can't lay a quarterback down gently it's a violent game they're trying everything to take the helmet out of the game and head-to-head contact and it's not that it's that second hit when you hit the ground that there's no, no type of padding there's not enough padding that can protect your brain from that that jolt and this this is gonna be an issue ongoing for him moving forward for the rest of his career. You know, Steve Young had these issues, you know, um, yeah. Troy Aikman had these issues. So hopefully
1: um And now I don't know. They, now they have a more strict protocol yes. in place league wide As they should. And, I mean, Tua did not play well this past weekend. He had three picks on consecutive possessions, three consecutive possessions Mm -hmm. against Green Bay, and Green Bay ultimately wins that game down in Miami um, in the 90% humidity that was South Beach, uh, Miami Gardens. But he leads the league in passer rating. He leads the league in third down passer rating and red zone passer rating. And now the Dolphins will turn things over to Bridgewater. The good news is... If you're a Dolphins fan, you've got two receivers who get theirs Ooh. regardless of who's playing. Oh, man, they're nasty. doesn't matter who's oh, playing they're, they're nasty. with Waddle and Waddle Hill. Waddle and Hill. Oh, my gosh. Those two are dynamic. So if we see Tua in the playoffs, he will join quite the crop in the AFC. Mm-hmm. So here's the group, Eddie. And you tell me about the future of the AFC and, and how difficult it is to kind of crack this code now. They've got, right now, Josh Allen. These are teams who have clinched. Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow, Lamar Mm. Jackson, and Justin Herbert. Mm. And of those five, of course, Jackson hasn't returned yet, but the thought is he could return this week. And if not, he'll be back by the playoffs. But if you throw two in the mix there, okay. And then you've got one other spot that, you know, is up for grabs, but uh, it could be Trevor Lawrence, (sighs) could be Mike White with Jets. Uh, But it's, it's, uh, to me, there's, the AFC quarterback crop compared to the NFC crop it's, it's is ridiculous. vastly different. Vastly different. I mean, you just, you just ripped it off. Joe Burrow is probably –
0: I'm putting my money on Joe. Out of all the quarterbacks you named just yep. now, it's Joe. Cincinnati is is playing exceptional football right now. And and Joe is – you know, he led them last year to the Super Bowl. Of course, you got Mahomes. homes. Uh, my dark horse, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. He's been phenomenal since what November the first. Fourteen touchdowns. Yes. One interception. Yes. Key victories over the Titans, and last week took care of business in New York. He's locked in, locked and loaded, man. This this the, the Jaguars are extremely
1: dangerous. They feel like Cincinnati of last year in they a way. Do. They're not as good, but they are. They are the dark horse. Team in the shadows, no one's talking when about you say that's gonna happen. That's good. What do you mean? Like, so, last year, uh, going into the postseason, Jamar Chase was, yeah, always yeah. amazing. Yeah, uh, Mixon was, Mixon was, was better last year than this year. Uh huh. And they had just, they had just started to turn into a pass first team mm-hmm. offense. And defensively, they were getting enough stops. I thought they, they, this year, they're they're a good defense. I thought last year, they became more of a a, a better version of the group we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, in order to do that, they hosted the Raiders. No one was watching that game. Everyone watches the playoffs, but if you're watching Raiders, Bengals, you're watching Saturday afternoon. Yeah, you know? yeah I got you. Um, and then they had to go on the road. Mm-hmm. They, they did that. Titans and, 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 and yeah. then Kansas City, and then they end up in the Super Bowl. And I think Jacksonville, it, to your point, though, I think they can be the... The sneaky team, if they're able to get in, they'll have to beat the Titans in Week 18. Which, yeah, I mean, it's going to be. I'm a, on board with. That's yeah. The way the Titans been
0: looking, it seems like it could go that, go that way. Their, their defense is opportunistic.
1: Yes. Um, Etn has been phenomenal, but they don't have nearly as many sacks as last year. Like they're they're not pressuring the quarterback, but but they're getting the turnovers though. Yes, they're getting, they're getting interceptions. They're, yes. getting,
0: they're creating fumbles. They're creating those turnovers. And Etn. An E.T., and that's to if you are running the football right now extremely well you are in a great position and the fact that it's not all on Trevor to that's right. to to win the games they speak one interception in the like, since November the 1st yep that says a lot that's the formula for success
1: coming up Eddie's got his top 5 running backs playing today plus his top 5 all time uh no surprise as to which list was more difficult for him to fill out. Uh, We'll get to that. Plus, uh, when we come back, we're going to recap Week 16 across the NFL. A bit later, we preview the college football playoff. His Buckeyes taking on the Georgia Bulldogs and Michigan taking on TCU. Mm. We'll get Eddie's thoughts on both of those matchups. But we give the big storylines across Week 16 and peek ahead to Week 17 in the National Football League. Eddie George with us today for Outkick 360. From 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine, happy holidays to you. Happy New Year coming up with Eddie George. I'm Jonathan Hutton. Withrow back with us next week. He's back with us in 2023. Some of these uh, NFL teams, Eddie, um, done. <laughs> we know that. There's several teams that are still alive, roughly 10 to 11 in each conference, uh, based on results of this past weekend. And let's run through uh, the... The, the big headline results, and let's start with Dallas and, and Philadelphia. Mm. The Eagles, without Jalen Hurts, go into Dallas with Gardner Minshew and nearly win this game. Dallas, it, it took four turnovers from the Dallas defense, four takeaways, for Dallas to ultimately win this game by six, 40-34. But I think Philadelphia shows, at least me, they, without Jalen Hurts, they can still yes. pick up – The slack and make things happen they've got a wide receiving core a run game that travels a defense that can flat out get after the quarterback and while they give up 40 points in this game there was a a point where if they just run the clock out they don't turn it over they leave dallas with a A victory victory and mike mccarthy's probably losing his job uh, according (laughs) to reports like they there were there were those that were saying he needed to beat Philly to keep his job in Dallas at twelve because, and four because Sean Payton is knocking. Really? Yeah. Wow, man, now that's news to me. But I mean, he's God. done a great job. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not endorsing that yet. But
0: there were there were twelve. There were twelve and four going into this game, correct? Yes. And you're talking about Mike McCarthy losing his job. That's another
1: story. But um, so eleven he, wins. Eleven wins. Excuse me. Um, but still, though. I mean that's, oh, yeah. that's that's huge. Right now they're on the road at Tampa.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I'll see this. You know what I learned from that game is to your point is that Philly is dominant. I mean, for Minshew to go in there and um, basically it was four turnovers away from pulling off a win. Yep. They were winning the football game, I think, by ten mm-hmm. at one point in time, and then the the mishaps happened, and they still were in it with a drive to go um, in that ball game to probably tie it up. And to, to me, you know, that's a game where it can get out of hand quickly. You know, you turn the ball that many times, it can turn into a blowout. But the, the, the Eagles are still very competitive on the road with your backup quarterback. Your MVP caliber quarterback is out. Yep. To me, their they're, they're head and shoulders Above the rest of the NFC. And, and I'm not going to, I'll put two teams in that. San Francisco and Philly are the cream of the crop when it comes to the NFC.
1: So, Philly never punted in this game. You had A.J. Brown and mm-hmm. Devontae Smith go over 100 yards. Minshew was phenomenal. Oh, he was. the very late turnover. Yep. Um, Philadelphia, though, has seven turnovers in their last two games. And I, I wonder you know, if you start to look at the trend of how you beat them. That's the only way to me. Uh, yeah, they have to them beat themselves. Uh, yeah, and it, you had four in the loss to the Cowboys. The Cowboys had four. Uh, excuse me. The, the, the Eagles had four in their other loss mm-hmm. of the season, which was to Washington. And meanwhile, the, on the flip side, Dak Prescott's got the the biggest interception percentage of any quarterback starting right now. You know, he he he'll also turn it over. Yeah, he has. He and he I I have a feeling that they're not going to lean on the run like they should in the postseason. And that will keep them from advancing as far as they can. You're talking about the Cowboys. Dallas, yeah, with Pollard and with Pollard and
0: Ezekiel. Just hand the ball off. But for some reason, they want to spin it all over the yard. They want to score points. They want to put up, you know, big numbers, and that gets them in trouble. Um, I think when I look at Dak, you know, less is more. Mm-hmm. Throw the ball. If he throws it more than 30 times. That's that's not a good formula for success. For Dallas because of the fact that he turns the ball over. If he's throwing it between 20 and 25 times, play action, managing third downs, allowing Ezekiel and Pollard to control the game, they'll be in great shape. But at some point, I think, uh, you know, they're going to want to open it up and, and let, let them have at it, you know. So and, that's, and that is a recipe for disaster when it comes to Dallas and their post-game hopes of going – To a Super Bowl, I think they're very talented. I think they're a really good football team. Their defense, for as good as they are, they still give up a lot of big plays. I mean, they give up a lot of yards. Um, I I don't know if they can come up with that one big stop that they need to have against the elite football teams. Again, I think that I think the Eagles helped them more mm. last game than they created those opportunities defensively for themselves.
1: So from what you've seen with and without Jalen Hurts, those that are not going to vote him as MVP, they're either going to point to the injury and they're going to then turn and hand it to, to Patrick Mahomes. It's nothing Mahomes hasn't done. It's just I think Hurts has proven in a proven year what his value is in this offense. Mm-hmm. But – I think the other, the other side of the coin for the naysayers would be like, he's a system quarterback. This is, this is set up perfectly for him. Meanwhile, the other candidates, Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, you can put them in any system. And they're putting up these I numbers. I, I, I'm just, I, I don't know about that. I'm just – I'm I, reading off the argument to you. I mean, Allen, same thing. I mean,
0: he's hes in a good system. I mean, you just can't oh, say you can plug him into any system and he's going to thrive. He's their leading rusher too. Yeah, he's their leading rusher too. <laughs> I mean, he, he runs the ball. He, they concern me more than anything else, the Bills, because they don't have a run game that you can hand it off to. When your quarterback is running it and throwing it, yeah. Late in the year, at some point, one ding, one one tweaked ankle, one little deal with the shoulder, and now you're in down. You're you know, you're in deep trouble with that. So uh, you've got to have somebody that you can lean on in the run game, a running game, a run back by committee, or a running back that's hot that you can balance off of because that's a dangerous deal when you're just. One dimension, in on terms of your entire offense, is on your quarterback running the football and throwing it. It's going to spell trouble for you in the end if it gets dinged up in the in the playoff game.
1: Packers down the Dolphins, twenty six twenty. We touched on Tua and the, the turnovers late in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, Rogers stepped up and made big throws. Mm-hmm. And here is Green Bay. They needed a lot of things to go in their favor, and they got all of it. Everything lined up to their game. They had to win. They won. They're at seven and eight, but they're still in line for that seven seed. And that the, their path now is they have to win out. They're against Minnesota at home. Then they're on the road, or excuse me, they're home again against Detroit. So they have back-to-back home games now at Lambeau. And they need either Washington to lose one of their final two games, or they need the Giants to lose out. Mm-hmm. Washington has lost three or four straight. Uh, the Giants have been on a, a tail spin as well, so that's that's certainly more possible, I think, than Green Bay winning back to back games now. Mm,
0: I think or we can is. see Rodgers yeah. in, I, I, I think we'll see that happen. I, he, and now that they taste a little blood, think about the beginning of the season for Green Bay, and everybody really counted them out and wondered if Rodgers should still be the starting quarterback, yeah. He was in and out of the lineup and so forth. It's hard now, to bet against him at this point. Now that he tastes blood in the way that they won last week. I think Green Bay coming in has uh, a lot a lot of a lot momentum going into the postseason versus, you know, have to rely
1: on Washington or uh, New York to lose. Yeah, and you've got – I mean, they're opportunistic. They set up things late. Mm-hmm. And then Rodgers is making some great throws, man. It's Aaron Rodgers, man. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's having that young core actually come together now at the yes, right time yes, too. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean I, – I'm not betting against Rodgers. I'm also I, I, Chad and I discussed this last week, Eddie. I'm not hating the fact that we could go into a postseason without Rodgers or Brady. And I, be, if you would ask be, me that, if you asked yeah. me that a year ago, yeah. I, I would say this is awful for the league. But now it's—I mean, I don't think we're. I, get, I could also say the Packers are probably better off as a lower seed than the top seed that they've been whenever they've been in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Lack of pressure. pressure, yeah, no pressure. There's nothing, you know, facing them. They're Aaron they're not that buzz. Out pressure. Ooh, that's <laughs> it's been a while. It's a
0: deadly that's a that's a It's been a while. Deal, then, right? you know, it's
1: not going through Lambeau, but right. I mean the team it's not like the NFC is the daunting schedule no. that we we're gonna see in the AFC. And I will say this
0: having been a Philadelphia Eagle fan for yep. most of my life and um watching them through the years, um, Having a home field advantage in Philadelphia is not probably not the greatest thing, <laughs> because that that sense of panic when things don't go well in that first playoff yeah. game, and you get a team like Green Bay that may come in with nothing to lose, and oh, you're down by 21 in the first quarter, and it's like oh, okay, we're a little off. And that, and then things don't go that. You can I can see that playing out. You know, so no Green Bay, if they get in, they're going to be dangerous because of that factor right there. Aaron's done it, he's been there before, and without pressure, like mm-hmm. you talked about, when nobody' expecting me to do
1: anything, that's when he's going to be at his best. Keep in mind right now, Green Bay, if they got in as the seventh seed, and this could this would mess up this, the 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 seeding because that mm-hmm. would include a win over Minnesota, so it would depend on what San Francisco does too. But right now they'd be on the road at Minnesota. For the wild card weekend. Now, mm. San Francisco has owned the Packers. They have not lived up to expectations because the 49ers have gone on the road to Green Bay and won multiple times, mm-hmm. including with Jimmy G, maybe now with Brock Purdy. Um, the Panthers take care of the Lions. The Lions are knocking on the door. Mm. They were about to be America's darling team, yep. and they lose 37 23 to now the 6-9 and Carolina Panthers, who if they win out, they will be the NFC South champions. They play Tampa Bay uh, this coming weekend, uh, this Sunday. Uh, The Panthers, Eddie, this is an Eddie George game. Yes, it is. 320 rushing yards against Detroit's defense, who had been pretty good against the run all season, and the Panthers gashed them. Uh, First half, 164 yards, two touchdowns on 12 carries to open the game. And they had 240 yards at halftime. 12 carries, 164 yards, two touchdowns to open the game. You want to know why? It was cold. You would figure that Detroit, okay. being from Detroit,
0: and practicing in the cold would be ready for that. I think it had to have been about. I, I thought that played more of a factor late in the game than at the, the start. The, the cold, no, no. I, I think it was. Because they're in, their indoor team. Detroit is, is theoretically an indoor team in a cold city, so you pull them outside the element. And I figured that that was going to happen that way. That Carolina was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. you're going to play smash mouth football. This is coming straight down your throat. Let's see if you can handle it." And this,
1: it, it was it wasn't. This pretty. is a franchise best, though. You know, they've they've traded yeah. away McCaffrey, and they just had their franchise best day rushing three hundred twenty yeah. yards. And overall offense too, 570 total yards against the Lions. The Lions' defense has been atrocious. It's mainly been their passing attack or yeah, passing defense. Right. Uh, not not the case here. And uh, the, the only detriment to Carolina in this game is they lost J.C. Horn to a broken wrist. He has mm-hmm. four picks on the season, but Carolina could sneak their way in. And they've got the head-to-head matchup against Brady mm. that is down in Tampa um, this coming Sunday. Tampa wins 19-16. Uh, And, you know, here's Brady somehow pulling the rabbit out of the hat again. Of course. He gets the opportunity late in that game in in Glendale, and he goes down and he gets the game-winning field goal. This is after uh, they trailed by 10, after he goes down and gets the touchdown. Um, But just, I I thought, way too conservative play calling by Tampa throughout the game gave Arizona a chance, and they were leading late, and then when Brady had the final possession. You, You knew it was over. Yeah. Yeah. The only question break. was, is suck up going to hit, make the kick? Right, you know? right.
0: When Tom is in that position, I'm betting on Tom every single time. He's done it time and time again throughout his entire career on the biggest stage in the Super Bowl and playoff games and in meaningful games during the regular season. It's it's like clockwork for him. You, know, you put him in that position to win the game at the end, he's going
1: to find a way. This is worse than the final year in New England offensively, but it mm. feels like Brady in 2019 to me. Um, where I was, I was on the sideline with with Titans Radio at the time in Foxborough, mm-hmm. and that they that wild card game where the Titans won, they, you could feel the air just sucked out of Foxborough, mm. and he, many thought that that Brady was done, but they they thought he was retire at the time. Turns out he didn't. He goes to win the Super Bowl the next year, yeah. but he wasn't. The, he didn't look the same, and mm. I wonder, does he? You think he's done? Do you think he's does he look the same to you this year? Or is no, it more about the O-line the and everything in front of him?
0: It, it's a combination of everything else. Um, what helps Tom is a run game. And let's be have honest, that. they don't have that. Leonard Fournette was his saving grace when he came down to Tampa Bay. He were able to run the ball and play great defense. And um, you don't have that balance that he's accustomed to having and now fully fall. And I, this is the worst I've seen Tom play, okay? With the turnovers that he's had – yeah, you're looking like, whoa! This is not
1: six picks we're... in the last three games. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and that's and that's it. So, and he's what 45 years old. At some point in time, you're going to say, okay, this is this has to be it. And I, it appears that this is it for Tom and and moving forward. I don't know if the organization can afford to continue to do this. Yeah, in
1: I think with he's done future. in Tampa. I'm just not sure. Are like you saying you know, he Titans? was linked. linked uh, <laughs> Brabel is, is that's going to be an obvious pair. Yeah. Uh, Sean Payton was paired with him even last year ah. in the investigation that came out uh, with Dolphins ownership. The, okay. The, Sean Payton and Brady was on the yacht and all that. Yeah. So I mean, they were linked together. Um, San Francisco was also mm. one. You know, he would play back where it all started. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Now that that's. He could also go back to New England.
0: Or, or he can go to NBC. Or Fox.
1: Fox, right? And, and the $320 million or whatever oh. it is contract, yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> it's better than hey, the coaching hey, man, salary, hey, isn't hey. it?
0: You know what? Uh, at some point in time, like, well, you know you've got that sitting out there for you? Yeah. $320 million. Plus,
1: probably, yeah. Like,
0: hey, you know what? Ten hey. years. Hey, I'm, I'm good. What else is there? What, eight rings? He's got seven, yeah, I mean, right? He just loves the game, man. Yeah, I love it, too. I you? love watching you, him play. You can talk about it. I love point. watching him play. I, I do, too, man. That's that's great to have, though. The world uh, is your oyster with Tom Brady. That's, he's got the world by the tail, man. That's awesome.
1: Uh, same with Patrick Mahomes right now uh-huh. and the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat the Seahawks 24-10, to and it didn't even feel that close. Uh, 12-3 and now, Kansas City. And the Seahawks fall to seven and eight, and mm-hmm. it feels like they're really on the outside looking in. They are standings wise, but it, it just doesn't feel like this Seattle team is going to pick up the pace over the final two weeks of the season. Um, Kansas City didn't commit a turnover for the first time in 10 games. They didn't miss any field goals, they didn't miss any PATs, um, committed fewer penalties. And then you have the Seahawks who gave it away a couple of times. Right. And Kenneth Walker, the third, while. He's back and he's doing well. He can't be everything. And right now, Seattle's not that team. I wonder, though, if you would buy into the cold weather factor as well for Seattle uh, based on the way they warmed up. The, the, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, members of the offense, mm-hmm. came out and were warming up without any layers. Oh, them. yeah. Just, just shorts Bear or. Chase. Yeah. Um, trying to send a message and then <laughs> yeah. they best roll and, up at Arrowhead. And seat, right. and, <laughs> I mean, it's minus 12, wouldn't <laughs> right. you? Right. Minus twelve, and they proceed to not do anything. Uh, they scored ten points, and that was it. Right,
0: right. I mean, all, all that show, you know, vaselineed up, you know, glistening gl- muscles out there. You know, like okay, we 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 get it. You're you're really, it really
1: is, is affecting your mindset yes. for you to go out and do that, right? Yes. So here's warm ups, and you can see them here. Uh, yeah. They, they're, they're, you know, they're.
0: So why why have why have the mask on? You know why why I'm, the mask and the gloves? You know you're out there with no, no shirt on. You know, hey, if you want to do it, do it. Don't 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 have the the hand warmers and and the
1: face mask. Nah, go out there. You know, with no helmet on, no no hats, nothing. My guess is though, Kansas City came out and warmed up like normal. Yes, you know, yeah,
0: just like, but you know what? I'll say this about Kansas City. Um, it's it seemed like all year they've just been they they've played to their level of competition. You know, they haven't been the dominant team that we're accustomed to seeing. They, they found they're playing teams that they should beat by, you know, two touchdowns, 10 points, 17 points. They're, they're in way too many dogfights this year. Um, and it, it, it could be uh, that spell where you kind of – get complacent a little bit and you kind of relax. Say, hey, Patrick's going to go ahead and find a way to win this game. This is keep it close. They're not yeah. – they don't have that dominant mindset. And they've been me. turning it over. And Very undisciplined. Yeah. Penalties, uh, turning the football over. I just don't know if they can just turn it on the next two weeks and build that momentum, you know, against a team like a Jacksonville, like against a Buffalo Bills or – Uh, Cincinnati, you know what I'm saying? I I just don't know because they – I've been watching them all year long, and they have yet to really, with the exception of last week, play sound, disciplined football
1: without shooting themselves in the foot. So, and also, I mean, speaking of the Chiefs' offensive turnovers, defensively, they have 16 takeaways right now. Mm -hmm. That's 23rd in the NFL. Last year at this time, they had 29 takeaways. Mm -hmm. That was fourth best and that was what allowed them to have that slow start a year ago yep. and then get right back to you know hosting uh, Cincinnati for the AFC Championship game. So they're not getting many takeaways to give the offense an extra possession or two and when the offense is turning it over, you get these tight ball games. Yeah. But you still have Patrick Mahomes in their 12 and 3.
0: And yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Coming yeah. up, uh, let's dive into uh, MVP race across the NFL. The dark horse candidate that all of a sudden uh, nationally is starting to pick up some steam. And he already was for Offensive Player of the Year. And what he can accomplish over the final two weeks of the season could push him into the MVP category. And in a year where people have been bouncing back and forth between Mahomes and Hertz, I wonder, I'll get Eddie's take, on if this non-quarterback can actually win it and for his position the first time ever. That's next on OutKick 360. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It really is the have and have-nots when you begin to look at the AFC quarterbacks and the NFC quarterbacks. Welcome back. Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network. With Eddie George, in for Chad Withrow, I'm Jonathan Hutton. Sixth in the Peabody, our location. Coming up, John McClain in about 30 minutes. And then hour number three, we will be joined by Mookie Betts, former AL MVP uh, with the Dodgers and, at the time, the Red Sox. Speaking of MVPs, here are the odds. Outkick.com slash bet is where you can go to place your wager through DraftKings on the, the player that you think features the best return on investment right now. Odds on favorite is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, He was plus 165 prior to the injury news uh, for MVP, and then Hurts got hurt, and last week he was minus 225, and Mahomes wins again, so he's the odds-on favorite at minus 500. Uh, By the way, I'm going to go through their ages. Uh, Mahomes is 27. You've got Burrow, who's currently with the second-best odds, plus 700. He was plus 1,000, but he's moved up because the Bengals keep winning. Um, Joe Burrow is 26 years old. And Josh Allen... 26 years old, plus 800, followed by Jalen Hurts. And then there's Justin Jefferson. Mm. A wide receiver, Eddie, has never won most valuable player in the NFL. His odds have gone down to win it. He's now plus 13,000. He was plus 10,000. But over the next two weeks, if he averages 122 yards per game, he will have... Two thousand yards on the season, and no receiver has ever had a two thousand yard season like we've seen at running back. We haven't seen it. Calvin Johnson nearly did. I, it.
0: I thought he did it. Uh, he was about fifty yards, 50 short. yards shy. Right, yeah. right. Which which is amazing, and he's one less playing, game. One less game, and um, the fact that he's playing with Kirk Cousins. Not no disrespect, but
1: oh, with Jefferson. Yeah, you're with right, with Jefferson. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, in a conference where you know the the NFC North is is Green Bay, it's Chicago, it's it's cold. So it's going to come. Go, the next two weeks is going to be at Green Bay. Yes. At Chicago. Yes. And if he gets two thousand yards in in the elements like that, you you got to respect that. Two grand for a receiver, and he is with the quarterback is not Brady, not Mahomes. Not Burrow. not
1: Yeah, not Rodgers.
0: Not Rodgers. Back-to-back MVP. Yeah. So, yes, that's that's pretty strong. Because you, you can take a receiver out of the game. You can roll coverage to him. You can do so many different things. So, for him to put up these numbers and to be this consistent week after week,
1: again, with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Is pretty remarkable, and, and you make a good point because normally, if he's if, if that's Devonte Adams, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Rodgers yeah. is the MVP. Yeah, Rodgers is the MVP. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you're right. We don't immediately put Kirk Cousins in the mix, and he's got a two thousand yard receiver. And I I'm not arguing against that right. either. I'm not arguing for Cousins to be in the mix. But what Jefferson's done over the last three weeks, if he carries this over, I think he can actually get it now. It's going to take some swaying of the the mindset of, oh, the MVP is a quarterback award because that's how people vote. Uh-huh. But over the last three weeks, Jefferson's been phenomenal all year. Last three weeks, 35 catches, 479 yards, an average of 160 yards per game. <laughs> he's going to man, get his balls, he man. Yo, he he's is. averaging 100 yards for the season yeah, per game.
0: Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. And and, and he's on a winning team, too, doing it in a big way. So... We'll have to wait and see if he can pull it out, man. But I tell you what, you know, for him again to put up the numbers that he's been able to put up in this offense um, has been re- remarkable. Two thousand yards for receiving in the history of the NFL—that's that's remarkable. I think he should be, you know, right up, uh, right up under there, you know, in terms of like top three for MVP voting right at this point in time. You know,
1: more impressive what Cooper Cup did last year mm-hmm. or what Jefferson's doing now. Because it's mm-hmm. not going to – Jefferson's not going to get to the triple crown, I don't think. It's going to take a big slip by Adams. Adams has 12 touchdowns uh, to Jefferson's eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tyreek Hill is also, you know, all over the map in terms of yardage um, and, and catches. You've got A.J. Brown who's doing kind of the – give or take 100, 200 yards, the same type of production on 80 mm-hmm. receptions. Mm-hmm. It's an impressive year for wide receiver play. No, no question. Definitely. A.J. Brown, you know, in these parts
0: where we are, it's still – Yeah. Still stings. <laughs> still stings to say that, you know, we see his production. But Tyreek Hill and Waddle, oh my gosh. Those two, ooh, Miami, oh, man.
1: And they, they – I mean, they were putting up big numbers big even time without numbers. Tua.
0: Without Tua, right, right. So they're they're deadly. Um, but, no, it's it's like it's, – it's almost like the league is flipped um, where – when I was playing, you could pick any team and find a, an exceptional running back. You had to have that bell horse running back you yeah. could rely on and carry it in 30 and 30 out. And now, it, it really is hard to find that in the run game. You know, you have a handful of guys at the top, and then that's it. Whereas now, receivers have replaced that where you have. Chase and you have A.J. Brown, you have else? The list goes on and on of the great receivers Jefferson and so forth that are playing in this league. Um,
1: I know you have a Heisman vote. If you had an MVP vote are you going with Mahomes right now? I'm going to go with Mahomes and Jalen Hurts right now neck and neck. I really, I, I had Hurts leading the race. The injury I think is going to... hurt it hurts him? Yeah, I think it hurts him. Oh, oh man, okay. Recency right. bias there. Headlines when we return, plus Eddie previews Ohio State-Georgia.